Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental Familia, we love you. Welcome back. Hello, 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 everybody. In today's podcast conversation, we really, we did a deep dive into the energy of anger and what it means to use anger responsibly and why this is so important and the experiences that we've had with this energy uh, recently ourselves. So, I think this is such an important conversation because anger is an emotion that plays such a big role in the pain of our world. And if we learn to use it effectively, it can play, it can truly play such a big role in the healing of our world. So I really do believe that you guys are going to enjoy this one. Let us know what you think. DM us on, you know, on our uh, pretty mental official Instagram and let us know how this conversation impacted you or even experiences that you've had recently with it. And maybe, and we can continue to evolve this dialogue. This is such an important conversation because so many of us, I, you know, myself included have suppressed my anger and part of my journey is learning how to see my anger as sacred and harnessing it. And then there's also the other side of that is seeing how potent it can be and how it helps us with boundaries. But we also have to, learn how to manage it in a way that it doesn't spill out on other people and hurt those around us because we truly don't know what those around us are going through. We don't know that they can hold that. Like they can't hold space for what we can't hold space for. You know, it's on us to check ourselves every morning, to ground ourselves, allow ourselves to feel it, to express it in a healthy way and not let it spill out. So if you guys enjoyed this conversation Share it with a friend. Share it with someone who may appreciate it. This is how we grow our community. This is how we create more awareness for these beautiful conversations that will help us all heal as a community, that will help us all rise together. And with that, Pretty Mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And keep breathing through the holidays and tune in. Before we jump into the episode, we want to highlight our sponsor, Conscious Conversion, recently known as Resonate with Sarah. Conscious Conversion is a holistic multimedia marketing agency for thought leaders of the new paradigm. We love them because their main mode of operating, which also filters out the clients they bring on, is making sure that the message is in alignment with your mission in the world and that your mission in this world is in alignment with where the plan is heading right now, that your mission is here to help awaken the planet 
and move evolution forward. Whatever your offering is, they use Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram ads to cut through the clutter of the internet and amplify your message on a massive scale. They also offer organic social media, copywriting, and so much more. We'll link their website in the show notes if you guys are interested in more information. We highly suggest you check them out if your ears perk up when you hear this. We also want to highlight our second sponsor, Awaken Village Press, an indie publishing house who is here to awaken the planet one book at a time. Whether you are a current author or an author to be, Awaken Village Press is here to guide you every single step of the way from the idea stage to the publishing stage. We all have a message to share and Awaken Village Press is here to help you birth yours and bring it out into the universe. When we liberate our messages, we first liberate ourselves and then we liberate everyone else who comes in contact with our words. We are going to put all of their information in the links below in the show notes. So make sure to check them out. And now back to our episode. Calling in our higher selves, calling in our spirit guides, our ancestors, the universe, all of the energies that walk with us in this lifetime. As we open our throat chakras, our heart chakras, speak with honesty, speak with authenticity, show up as our full selves for the highest healing of ourselves, our community, and the highest healing of the planet. We open ourselves up to any messages that want to come through, bringing in the spirit of love, the spirit of compassion, grounding ourselves into our awareness and connecting ourselves to the divine, to the universe, to all of the energies that are with us. We open ourselves up fully, fully. We are here. The portal is open. I just realized that I opened up the portal away from the microphone. (laughs) Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. I totally heard it. How have you been? I've been alive. Man. (laughs) The funny, I have been on a saga with my my maintenance man the craziest thing dude he so he just lives his best life I really don't know how other I have to be slightly PC with this and can't just give all my thoughts and because I don't want to lose my apartment but he as if like my fucking landlord listens to this but you never know (laughs) (laughs) what if your landlord has been listening to pretty mental this whole time (laughs) he's like this girl lives in my place no but actually doing what i was literally walking out of my apartment the other day and my neighbor my neighbor we just we see each other once every like two months we rarely see each other and he was like, yeah, I've been listening to your podcast, keeping touch with it. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, what's your going neighbor on in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right. Yeah, my neighbor. I think I mentioned it to him before I ever moved in. He was just like, oh, like, what do you do? You know, and I was like, oh, you know, pretty mental. Da, 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 da. And I guess he's kept up with it this whole time. Pretty cool. That is anyway, pretty cool. So you never know. So my maintenance man has just, we, 
<laughs> I, I literally don't know where to begin, but it's as he like does, he acts without really thinking, it feels like. Uh-huh. And I've been needing a certain section of my floor painted for like six months. And he just like the other day I come to, he was supposed to paint the floor and I come to my house and there's two cans of paint sitting outside my door and they were sitting there for like four days just outside my door. And then I see him again. I'm like, Hey, were you ever going to paint it? And he goes, Oh yeah, I just didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. He was like, Oh yeah. Not even an excuse. He goes, I went, no, he does not care. He's like, yeah, I went to your door, had everything ready. And then I just didn't want to. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, can we set up a time for you to do it? And he's like, he goes, why are you, why are you trying to make me lie to you? And I'm like, what do you mean? If you can't just do a day, then, then we don't have to do that day, but just give me a day that works for you, you know? And he was like, you always make me lie to you. And I'm like, what is, I don't even know how to communicate with this man. It's just, it's, we <laughs> miss each other wild. very strongly. I have no idea how to communicate with him. And he's been doing this I for want- like six months. And he finally, I get him to come and, and paint the floors and he ends up showing up at like 9 PM to finish it. And I'm like, great. Whenever you just, whenever you're ready, like at this point, I'm like, what, like whatever you need, let's just get this done. He paints all around. (laughs) He paints, (laughs) he paints all around. I'm sitting in my bed watching a show as he's doing this. He paints all around my bed and all my lights are on <laughs> in my entire apartment. And then at the end of it, he pokes his head in and he goes, so the, the lights to, I have two main lights in my house. One that can, that controls the entire house and the other one that controls the, uh, the kitchen. And the one that controls the apartment is right next to the main door. So then he pops his head in near the main door after he paints everything and he goes, all right, catch you later. And I'm like, wait, 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 um, when is the paint going to dry? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know, a few hours. And I mean, this time it's like 11 PM. I'm like, so like by tomorrow, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how, how do I, you painted me into my bed. <laughs> like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> what do oh, I have to no. pee? And he was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you. I was no. like, is this a joke? I he's feel like I'm in a re- from the door. Dude, he's talking to me from the door, and I was like, wait, but all of my lights are on in my house. <laughs> How do I go to sleep like this? Because <laughs> I have oh, a studio. No. And then all of a sudden, I see the the whole time he's talking, I don't see his face because he can't come all the way and he's just like shouting through the door. And so I'm like, how do I turn off all the lights? And he, I, all of a sudden I see the end of a broom come in and just shut off. <laughs> like, he goes, there you go. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, great. Thank you. You know what? Have a good night. Clearly I'm going to have to figure this out. So the rest of the night I am sitting in my bed. I'm just stuck in my bed and couldn't get out. And I had oh to sleep God. with the lights on. Okay. And then he didn't finish the job. So he had to come in the next morning and the next morning he, he is like putting on a top coat and he goes, I have some sprinkles for you, like some sparkles for the floor. And I'm like, what do you mean sparkles? And (laughs) he was like, no, it's, it's fine. It really is just like the top coat. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then he starts throwing them out and he goes, wait, before I like do the whole floor with these sparkles, come look at him. And I go in and I'm I cannot believe what I see. There's black. It's like these black. I can't. Black dots is what it looks like. It's not sparkles. Black dots that are all over 
my floor in my kitchen. Like it looks like a black and white dots, like Dalmatian all over my concrete floor. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> what are you doing? And he was, he was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know how to get them off. So, I mean, I can't really get them off. I'm like, oh my God, can I just not have my, my main floors, like how they used to look? And he was like, I'll have to come back tomorrow. I'm like, okay, here we go. He comes back and he was like, he goes, how'd you, how'd you enjoy your sparkles? And I was like, you know, I, I don't really love them. And at this point I'm kind of angry when I'm telling these stories to my friends yeah. as it was happening, I was cr like crying laughing because I'm like, what, <laughs> what dimension am I in right now? This guy is hilarious. Like he literally doesn't think he just, he just, just goes and whatever. So I'm like laughing, telling my friends. And one of my friends is like, you got to get like mad. He thinks you're kidding. So you got to like, you got to like boss up a little bit, you know, show him that you're actually serious. Like, let's figure this out. I'm like, okay. So he comes back the next day and I set the intention. Like I open up the space, you know, let's, let's get this job done by the end of today. So I can finally just have my apartment back. And he comes in and he goes, how'd you like your sparkles? I was like, well, I don't really love them. Is it possible to cover them up? Or is that going to be able to happen today? And he goes, no. And I go, okay. That was the only reason he showed up. And I was like, no. Okay. Um, so, so we can't? And he's like, yes. And I was like, okay, can you just, and I literally, I would go, can you, can you please speak to me clearly? I don't understand what you're saying. You know, at this point I have to just be like very, like look at him in the eye and be like, what is going on right now? So I was like, can you please speak to me clearly? And he was like, right. he's like, no, we can't, we can't cover the sparkles. Just kidding. We're going to give you your sparkles. And I go, I, I got, I got like, my body was fuming. I just looked at him and I was like, this is starting to piss me off. Can you just tell, like, just tell me what's going on? And he lost his mind. And this is a man who is from, he's like a New York covered in tats, like muscular. He's, he's got a presence to him. Right. It's not like this little old man yeah. who like I wouldn't be scared of. This guy's like in his mid thirties and dropped the paint can right in front of me. And he was, he, he looked at me right in the eye and he goes, I don't give a F how you feel. He goes, I don't work for this effing building. I work for my effing self. Go ahead and try to get me fired. I don't have to do any of this for you. This is pissing you off. This is pissing me off. I'm done. You don't like the sparkles? Great. You handle it. You fix it yourself. I'm out. And he- My God. Like yelling, yelling at me. And I'm like shaking in my boots. Like literally, I'm like, I felt like- Yeah. I don't know. My mind is like, am I going to get hit right now? Like, I don't know what, how angry his levels can go. You think of worst case scenario, there's like a muscular man in front of me who starts cussing at me and yelling at me. And my whole body was just shivering. I couldn't, I couldn't. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This does not have to get to that. This really, like, I did not mean to offend you. You know, can we just talk about this? Can we just figure out what's happening in this apartment? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you didn't mean to get for this to get to that. Well, it did. And he just like got in his car and he stole like sped away so fast. And I, 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 I didn't know what to do. I just sat on my bed and I was like trembling. And like, I, I did not when expect did this happen? that yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah. And no yesterday we made that post. <laughs> no, no girl. That was before I made that post. 
That was before I made that post. Oh my god! Yesterday was no. You you made the post first, and then that happened. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yes, yes. I made so Paul is referring to a post. Okay. That, it was like a funny post of someone like yelling up at God and being like, "All right, you coward, come out! What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like today is a good day to yell at God. Yeah, which is refreshing in a way because we all have those days. Yeah. No matter how much mental health, spiritual work you've done, at the end of the day, we're all still human. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. I had very like back to back things happen all day yesterday. It was it was wild. Like my nervous system was hitting like a an edge, and I freeze. Right, my thing is to freeze. So I was like in paralysis just most of the day yesterday because then like just things happened with work and then things happened with other things and whatever. And then family, my mom calls me and she was like, your brother just got sent to the emergency room because he had his third vaccination and his heart was beating. And I just like, yeah, because he's crazy. He, he, um, he got his, his third vaccine, his booster. And then immediately he went and and did a massive workout and lifted weights and, and just went in. I'm like, Sebastian, who does this? I mean, I don't know. I've also heard a lot of stories about that. Like your heart kind of going crazy after the third one or second or third or whatever. And so that scared me. And then I'm like recuperating from that. And I have back to back to back to back calls. And then my I have one hour for my maintenance man to come fix this. And then that happens with him. And I'm just like, I don't know where to go from here. Do you, did you have to keep working with that maintenance man? Could you not have reached out to your landlord and asked to switch maintenance companies? That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I ended up doing. Yeah. So I have a new guy coming in tomorrow morning. So we'll see how that works. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my, you were, you were so patient with him. Oh yeah. I can't imagine myself having been that patient. And I was like, I was like, Hey T. I'm not going to say his whole name, but I was like, Hey T, I, I truly am sorry if I offended you. That was not my intention at all. Like, thanks for all the work that you've done, which I don't know if that was necessary or not, but that's just what I felt like texting in the moment. You're a better person than I am. <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to text somebody that after they had acted in that way. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly was just frozen in the first, when it gets, I haven't experienced that level of aggression I'm not really sure if I've ever experienced like a grown muscular man yelling at me and cussing at me and like in my home where it's just me and him in my mind. I mean, you hear all the things that happen in the news and my mind just goes into like 20 different spaces. Yeah. What? And especially he was like, I don't, you know, I don't work for this building. He just showed that he could like, he's like, I don't go ahead. Get me fired. See, see what happens. See, like, I don't care. I'm like, he is ruthless. I don't know what he's capable of right now. So in my mind, I was trying to satiate and calm the energy down as much as possible because I was genuinely scared for my safety. That makes sense. It's true because you never know how far people's anger is going to go. No. Which is why so many, it's kind of hardwired into us to be afraid of for many people to be afraid of disappointing others to be afraid of upsetting others and it's such a fine line because as much as as much as that's part of the the work 
of liberating ourselves, being able to tolerate other people getting upset or being able to tolerate other people being disappointed, there's still a very hardwired survival instinct that's that in, we intuitively are not ever really going to be comfortable in the face of someone else's anger. Because you never know what that could escalate to. No, and especially when it ties into your home. I'm like, this is, I don't, my mind goes to, I'm like, am I about to lose my home for, I, I, I go into like, he's not in the wrong, I'm in the wrong. I did something to piss him off, which is something that I have to work on. But it's my, you know, probably from childhood when someone gets that level of aggression. And this has actually been my habit in relationships, in intimate relationships that when someone brings in like an, an incredibly heightened emotions towards me, I think that it's happening because of me. And when he was doing that, I'm like, am I about to lose my home? That's just immediately where my mind goes. I'm like, this is not, and I'm like, I don't, you know, this is the last thing I need right now, man. Like, ah, ah, too much. I can't like uh, too much of my root chakra things are being up-leveled or not up-leveled. I wish up-leveled. They're being like up, like (laughs) they're being being challenged. They're being challenged. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what's trying to come in right now, but it's it is wild how these these things, these ha- these survival habits that we pick up early early in childhood because I mean it makes sense on a survival level to have that response of like I'll blame myself when someone yeah. else is upset because in a way that also gives us some control over the situation because like okay, if it's if it's me then I if by if I can blame myself for it, then that means that there's still a possibility for the situation to be changed. And also then I can take in whatever anger they're feeling and subdue it in, in just enough time so that they don't escalate and get angry. I'm just going to like give them the right, tell them that they're right. Yeah. (laughs) And go with that. That's why my journey in this lifetime to harness my anger. And in a few weeks we'll have a podcast guest where we're going to talk about, you know, how sacred anger is because my thing has been, has never, my thing has never been when someone gets angry, I get angrier. That's not me. My thing has been when someone gets angry, I freeze and I don't know how to even respond you know, yeah. and then so that has been like, I've not really been an angry person. My thing is not to get angry, but that is not entirely true to my essence because anger does come out of me. I guess I just don't recognize it or I haven't allowed myself to experience it. Right. Because when I sit and I was cracking up at what was happening with the maintenance guy because it was so funny. But if I really sat there and I, I had to I had to make myself get angry. I'm like, okay, this is, you're actually angry. Like he's, he's taken six months and now he has completely changed the apartment that you initially got. That's why you got it. It's like, you get it for the, for what, you know, he, he changed it. And, <laughs> and like, he's doing le- it so flippantly. Flippantly. That's text almost me like, at that's like almost 8.30 the PM. frustrating part. Yeah. Text me 8.30 PM. You know, I can be there in 30 minutes at 9 PM. I'm like, great, come. And then when he, the next day. I go, hey, can you give me an ETA when you're coming? And he goes, 11.20. And it was 11.21 at that point. And I'm like, he just doesn't care. Like, he he really just wants to, like, poke me, I feel like. I don't know what. Yeah. Because he really it doesn't does. want to do it. It kind of feels, feels like a bully energy. 
uh, he like he, he, uh, seeing how forgiving. Yeah. He's almost seeing like how forgiving and calm and how you keep taking it. And yeah. it's almost with people that hold that energy. Sometimes it, it, it can be enjoyable for them in a backwards way to release that kind of inner tension onto somebody who's willing to take it. Yeah. It almost becomes like, Oh, this is a perfect, this person's going to take it. So this is a great opportunity for me to act however I want. It's hard because I, I like being relaxed about things. It's just, I, I we've heard right on this podcast when th- things get to like, my level of fucks reach reach a three, I drop all of them because I have more, I have very important things that I actually want to focus on. To me, getting my floor painted is important, but it's not something that I want to sit there and stress and get answers from him. And when are you coming this? So I'm just like, okay, whatever, just come when you want. Right. And then, but then it, sometimes it gets taken to this level where it's like, okay, well that just backfired pretty strongly, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know any other way that I honestly could have handled that. That was not, I could have never predicted when it happened yesterday. That was the worst case scenario. <laughs> like I could have never predicted that. I was so shocked. That's I was so, so shocked. Weird. And when I think about it, I'm still so shocked. I'm like, I can't, my mind can't almost grasp it because I've never even seen the man show any kind of caring for anything. And then all of a sudden he just comes out with, he just saw red, red. Mm-mm-mm. That's not okay. Yeah. I think people, it's such a fine line between being, and, and it's not a perfect science to figure this out by any means. But yeah, it's, it's it, trying to figure out where that line is between having boundaries and going with the flow is a continuous work in progress. Because mm-hmm. there's people, there's, uh, there's plenty of people that they don't have their own boundaries and so if you don't have boundaries for them, they're going to, I mean, it's important. I guess my reaction historically this lifetime <laughs> has been, <laughs> has been to yours is like learn to tap into your anger, harness it. Mine has been to be like, Paula, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Paula. Look over there. Focus on your phone. Don't do it. It's the opposite. Like, and I still have moments. I mean, Vipassana definitely changed a whole ton of that for me because I'm able to like feel the surge of that anger energy coming through my body and I can like transmute it or just let it melt by becoming aware of it and not acting from it. Cause something we, that doing meditation practices like Vipassana does make you aware of is that when you release the anger, it amplifies it. It amplifies it. Um, but there is a difference between anger and boundaries. Right. But when you release the anger, it does tend to amplify it. And it also like most people are out here just or a lot of people. I don't say most, but a lot of people are out here releasing anger because it does feel good. It can feel very good to feel that tension inside of yourself and just say like, whoop, somebody else now gets to deal with this. I can just give it to them. Um, so it takes a certain level of social responsibility to say like, okay, that person does not deserve to be emotionally punched. And can I take responsibility for my own anger? Like still have boundaries, like let anger inform you of boundaries, but don't 
but it's not helpful for us to let it overwhelm us to the point that we're just spewing it and getting into this like tense exchange with people where it almost becomes like who gets to release more emotional energy in this moment. Like it's almost like we're dumping on each other when we get into that, into that type of exchange. It's such a fine line because on one hand, yes, do not suppress, let it out, release it. You know, it's not healthy to keep it in. And then on the other hand, when it starts spilling out and it other people around you become the sponge for it, it's not that's fair. also that's not fair. No, it's not it's fair. Not. And, and I it's think, not yeah. like I it's not okay to I think it's beautiful when you can release your anger. It's beautiful when you can release all of these dense emotions inside of you. And it's also not okay to burn the house down around you. Yeah, the point is not to amplify it. I think when we say, when I say release, it's more like if I have some energy I need to release then maybe I'll go work out, do whatever I need to do with my body. But the anger, the energy of anger is meant to inform me where my boundaries are supposed to be. That's it. It's information that I can then use to help define where my boundary is. Right. So if I feel anger with somebody, then I want to take some kind of action or set some kind of precedent for like, this is, this is where we don't, we don't cross here. We don't right. cross here. Versus I think it, you can easily, people can easily tap into their anger and then use that as a means to control people around them. Yeah, for sure. Cause there's people that are going to be scared. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are not going to take it and you never know who that person's going to be. So it's also a dangerous game, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I had had a few situations recently where I can see the part of me that wants to get angry, and I'm like, Mm-mm, Paula, no, 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 no. Like my um, <laughs> but it's funny because I still am like I just gotta you know, like the do some kind You're of like, boundary because if a little bit, I want to let it out, <laughs> <laughs> little bit, dude. Yeah, my um property management place like. I, I'm supposed to pay a certain bill by a certain date. And if I don't, if you don't pay it by that date, then they add a late fee. And they kept charging me a late fee, even though I was paying by the date, because apparently the company was taking a moment to like process it. And so, but it wasn't my fault. I was still paying by the debt by the date. And I reached out to my, one of the managers and I was just like, Hey, um, this is, this isn't right. I paid by the date. And she was like, no, I, I looked at the, I looked at the website. The fee is correct. <laughs> I was just like the level of flippancy and casualness, which you're telling me that that's correct. No. And I was like, it is absolutely not correct. And then she was like something like, yeah, I mean it, it is. And I was just like, is this even ethical or legal (laughs) (laughs) to be charging me this. Um, And then eventually she was able to like the the other dude took it off, but I was still able to kind of get my little bit of advocacy for myself, but then bring myself back and say like, I would like more clarification on this manner rather than just completely going off on her and saying like, this isn't ethical or legal you know, there's so many more things I could have said to just release my frustration in that moment, but I was able to pull myself back and say like, okay, 
I would like more clarification on this manner, even though I don't agree that it's ethical or legal, but still just being able to express that is important for my own self-advocacy. I think that's part of it too. You know, if we feel like something isn't fair to be able to advocate for ourselves, but not lose ourselves in the emotion while doing that. And that's something that I've actually seen. I I guess I've seen it come up a lot this week. I don't know if like the holiday time, people's energy is just more heightened. But when they are, I went to, that's what my story on Instagram was about. I went to Chipotle and this guy just went off on the woman working behind the line because they changed how they were taking orders. And then last night I went to uh, Bar Taco and the person next to me was just going off on the bartender Like it was crazy. And the part of me that doesn't like bullies is watching this. And it's so disturbing to me because people that are in retail positions or in the service industry, in many ways, there's a power differential there, which if they stand up for themselves or advocate for themselves, they could end up losing their job. And I think a lot of people take advantage of that and use people that are in these positions of retail or service industry as a place where they can let out their frustration in whatever way they feel like, because that person doesn't really have the position to stand up for themselves. So there's a really high level of responsibility that we have to social responsibility that we have to step into. If we want to help keep the world emotionally clear and not emotionally polluted because the easy thing is to just be angry in an unrestrained way. You know, you can choose like, okay, I don't like how this person's doing business and I'm just going to choose to go to another location or I'll let some other manager know or something, but to just sit there and like rage at somebody that is not in a position to really defend themselves without it affecting their livelihood to me is such an abuse of power. And that's something that I would hope for humanity, for for our community, anybody that's in our community to kind of like join the movement and being emotionally self-responsible in situations where we don't have to be. And I've seen so many people lately who've done a lot of work on themselves, like they've done the work and I have seen the toxicity of their anger come out and lash out on other people. So this, this touches all of us, you know, I feel like maybe we're, some of us are listening to this and and we can't fully relate, but I don't know. I I feel like anger is such a seductive thing or stress or, or those denser feelings or they, they fog you up so much that you really, really, really have to be super intentional and take accountability and responsibility for yourself in every single moment. And check yourself before you allow your stress, your anger, whatever is happening in your life to affect the people around you who just don't deserve that, man. Because you don't know what other people are dealing with. You have no idea what other people are dealing with. You have, you have no idea how close the, other, the person that you're interacting with, how close they might be to breaking or what could be going on in their personal life. Right. You have no idea that these, that people, even if they did something to piss you off or even like you have no idea that they have zero capacity to hold any more space right now in their life for any more stress. We really all have to take some serious responsibility and awareness, just become really aware that if if we're walking out of the house or we wake up stressed, 
can you just take extra breaths before you interact with people? Can you take some extra breaths before you react to whatever is in front of you? Yeah, we can use our, again, we can use our anger to inform our boundaries. That's what I believe is the healthiest expression of anger. Yeah. It's to say, oh, my body is not, my body is telling me like, no, I don't like this. So can I use that to inform my boundaries? Can I use that to make the decision to walk away? Can I use that to, you know, not do business with that person anymore and just make it a boundary? But the moment it's so anger really, really tempts us to just release it for the sake of releasing it because it's going to feel good to release it. But it's not, is it actually going to accomplish anything? Like, that's the question that we should really be asking ourselves. Like, what am I trying to accomplish here? Am I trying to like make it really clear to this person that like they suck at their job and it just feels good for me to like reinforce that? That's not going to do anything. If anything, it's going to upset the other person more. And if they're already not being collaborative with you, they're going to want to be collaborative with you even less. But if we want to like, you know, with my, that property manager person, it was so tempting for me to just write an email being like, just going off and letting like releasing all my feelings in that email Rather, I just like that one little line and then clarification, let's get back to business, right? So it's not about like lying to yourself and pretending that you're okay with things that you're not okay with, but also releasing our anger in an unrestrained way on the world around us just keeps the whole collective in pain. All you're doing is passing that energy from person to person. Like, what is that? What are we doing here? What is, the, what is the world that we want to see? What are we doing this for? It's so easy to show up emotionally in a way that's not responsible when we don't have to be. Like, you don't have to be that nice to an employee at Chipotle, I guess we could say, unfortunately, you know? Like, your chances of, like, that really affecting your life are not that high as maybe not being nice to somebody who's, like, your boss, not being respectful. And people tend to, as human beings, we can tend to take advantage of that. Like, oh, okay, this person can't really like take that much away from me. So this is a place where I can release just unconsciously. That whole thought process might not be there. But like how different would our world be if we all really made that effort to show up emotionally responsible when we don't have to? I mean, I think especially with the holiday seasons coming up and so many energies being up in the air and so many yeah, different man. people interacting with each other. Listen, a lot of things happened in the past few years that kind of shook the world up and made the quote unquote darkness seep out, right? A lot of people had financial insecurity happen. A lot of people had just a lot of things happen to them. Their lives got like turned upside down. So I think, you know, it's people are still dealing with a lot of that. We're all we're all dealing with things, right? Can we just like put that out there? We're all dealing with things. So after we wake up, can we check ourselves, see where we're at, see how we're feeling in our bodies? And if it's constrictive, heavy energy, can we just breathe into it or do some sort of grounding meditation and prioritize that? Prioritize that before we go out into the world because a lot of us are holding a lot of heaviness. 
And we're all just doing the best that we can for ourselves, for our family, for our community. We don't need to give each other more things to hold. Dude, yeah, that's something about plant medicine that I really appreciate plant medicine for. And in my case, it's been mushrooms because I haven't done really anything else like ayahuasca or any of the ones that you've done. But the mushrooms even have been able to show me like when I do them, there always comes a point on the journey where I become so aware of the layers of tenderness in each human and so aware that everybody is really trying their best, even if it doesn't look like it. I always like I always find myself sending like like apologizing to certain spirits and certain people when I'm on the journey and being like, oh, man, like that's crazy. We're only going to be on this on this earth for you don't we don't even know how long. And anger, while it's really it can really be a sacred messenger for boundaries. It's also brought a lot of pain to our world. So learning to really like really allowing ourselves to prioritize transmuting it and not releasing it in an unrestrained way can be a a very important step Mm -hmm. towards the healing that we all want to experience because whatever we're putting out into the world eventually circles back to us. Oh yeah. That's the energy that we're co-creating with and it's co-creating our reality. It's co-creating the energy that we exist in, you know? Something that Adam Funderburk in one of our episodes, earlier episodes mentioned, and I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, I know I didn't make this up, so where did I get it from? I'm pretty proud that I've actually kept this up for this long because we had our interview with him was a while ago. But he mentioned when someone in front of you is triggered or reacts to you in a certain way in your mind, can you, or even, not even just that, I applied it to the triggered one. I think he was just mentioning like when you're at a, you know, at a checkout line, do this to the cashier. Can you, in your heart and in your mind, tell them, I wish you well. And That's beautiful. When you wish someone well, immediately you become softer to them. You become more open to their experience, more open to their whole reality, even though you may not know what's going on, but it almost opens you up a little bit to thinking, you know, they do have a whole life that I don't know about. Who knows what's going on? And I've actually done this. I do this to like everyone. It's become second nature. It's become as much as like breathing has become to me where I'll just stare at someone, even strangers. If I'm just sitting in the car and I look over at them and I'm like, I wish you well. And I just look at them for a minute and I just, my heart opens up so deeply to them because I immediately become aware of the fact that this human in front of me could be a brother, could be a sister. You know, I wonder what they're going through. I don't know, but I wish them well. That's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful, <laughs> that's such a beautiful practice. And it's, it's so like just heart melting that you're, that you're doing that on a daily basis. You're such a beautiful soul. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> that's the same thing that I did with, with the maintenance guy. When that happened, the level of red that I saw in his energy I was just like, oh my God, what is he holding on to? Like, what is he going through? What has, what are the cards that life has dealt him? You know, he has, in, in regardless, Dude. maybe if it's not even a whole bunch of traumas, maybe it's the way that he processes anger in this lifetime, that he's become his own worst enemy, that he can't help himself out of that level of zero to a hundred. That's, that's painful to live in. And I recognize that. 
and you're still not going to let him in, in your house ever again or do business with him. No, ever again. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. I have that very clear, right? I'm not in, I'm not trying to win this man over by any means or trying to have a former relationship with him. I, I made it clear. Like, I don't want to see him again. I, I let yeah. my landlord know. Like, I actually don't feel safe in front of him, near him. I, it sucks that he's actually still working in this apartment because he has a master key and my mind just goes to places and it freaks me out. But at the same, like I do, I even for him, even for him, I have the thought like, fuck dude, I wish him well. Well, you know what the gift of that is, is that you can, you have, you can hold the boundary and know that it's unacceptable. But by doing that, I wish you well practice. You're immediately going to be energetically lighter about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, otherwise it. It t- I don't, I don't think it's about yeah. me. Right. Otherwise the temptation for many, I mean, you know, and I've been there until I've become conscious of, of like doing that. But the temptation is to sit there and be like, oh, I can't believe that person did that. Like, how dare they talk to me that way? Just, you know, what is wrong with them? F them and kind of meet them with the same energy. And what, and what happens is that now you, in that moment that we do that, we have literally just kind of co-signed an agreement with that person that we're okay with that energy also living inside of us. So it's, it's an emotional wellness practice mm-hmm. to, to keep your heart open to a person while practicing a boundary. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, for me, I think like one of the hardest places for me still that I can sense that I, I, I can feel myself pulled into conversations where someone is misusing their anger or misusing that power. I think I've always had that in me. I don't know if it's my Leo, but I just, I don't like bullies. And it, in those moments, I can see a little bit of red when someone is like using their anger or that type of temperament to take advantage of somebody that doesn't have the type of temperament to stand up to it or to get themselves out of the situation. Because I know that if someone's talking to me in that kind of way, I have no problem getting myself out of it. Like I don't, my journey in this life is not to not, I don't really get intimidated by anger. You know, if anything, I've, I've had to be like, I'm, I can't engage with that. But when I see it being taken out on somebody else, that's when it's hard for me to not step in. And that's been a recent journey where I'm like, I can't really even do that because we have no idea what's going on between those two people or how far it can escalate. And you're getting yourself, I would be getting myself mixed up in an energy that like doesn't belong to me, but Mm -hmm. it is hard to watch. It's hard to watch. That's a big reason why I try to deescalate and walk away because that energy is so unappealing to me. I want nothing and unpredictable. to do with it and unpredictable that I want nothing to do with it as quick as possible. I'm like, okay, got it. You're not going to communicate like a sane person right now. Then we're done. This is it. I wish you well. Bye. Like I can't, I, it's so unappealing to me. Anger does not seduce me. When someone gets angry at me, my, I'm not seduced to get angry with them. I'm like, okay, bye. This is not, this is not what I signed up for. 
I don't want anything to do. I'm not trying to co-create with that. Come back when you're grounded again. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about, and I, I told you this story when I, um, recently I went out in Atlanta, like it wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple months ago I went out and there was this guy just like raging, um, on the street. We're near a food truck. It was kind of late. We we're getting something to eat before we went home. And there's this guy raging in the streets, like clearly drunk, but like he definitely hit the girl he was with and was just like intimidating her. Like he was raging. They were trying to stop him. And he like turned around and like she fell to the floor. And I was just like, oh my God, it is so hard to watch this. And I, but under my breath, or I guess I didn't even know. I was just like, oh my God, I would punch him in the face. I really wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to jump in there and punch him in the face. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen things. I really wouldn't. <laughs> when we were younger, way younger. And somehow, something I've also been really coming to terms with, which is I'm kind of light, late in the game for coming to terms with this, but like my voice really carries. Mm -hmm. my voice really carries and I, I have a very potent voice that you can you, you can got tell a powerful throat chakra girl yeah uh-huh and I think like I kind of I have this feeling that the further I go as a healer the more consequences there are to my words mm. it's almost like I'm getting more personal power and so I have to be even more conscious of how I'm using my words but in that moment I kind of saw that and I was like Oh my God, I would punch him in the face. Like he was hitting some girls. I mean, not straight up hitting them, but he was, they were trying to call. It was just a whole thing. And one of the girls heard me and she came at me. I what? The girl it. who was being hit? Yeah. The girl that was getting mistreated. And she came at you? She came at me. What did she say? She, I, I don't even remember. Cause I think she started saying like <laughs> something to me and I was like, no, no, I didn't see red. I saw, I felt disbelief. I was like, no, no, she can't be looking at me. <laughs> right. This can't be happening. That's There's like no Stockholm syndrome or something. It's like you're loyal to your abuser. That's pretty, I mean, that's the thing in abusive relationships. A lot of times until people are willing to let themselves see it's almost like if they were to agree with somebody else that they're being mistreated, that means that some action has to be taken. And so like there's ways in which our psyche like it keeps us in a place of denial so that we actually don't have to change our life. And that's very common in abusive situations because like if I were to really, 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 really admit to myself that this is wrong, that means I have to leave this person or that means that I have to take a step to protect myself in a way that I'm not ready to. And also as the longer that we accept the cycle of abuse in our lives, the more that we convince ourselves that, that we are deserving of it because it, because of the cognitive, um, dissonance, I'm blinking on the word dissonance. dissonance. Yeah. Yeah. The cognitive dissonance. But anyways, this girl rushed at me and, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is unbelievable. I'm like, I'm a therapist out here. Like, this is, I, like, this is not, I can't believe it. Luckily, the people all around were able to, like, hold her back and. Wait, like, she nothing hit you? ended up happening? Or she was trying she to tried hit you? to. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is out I here? know. Are we, what's in retrograde? 
All the planets are in retrograde. Dude. But you know that, I mean, that was a couple months ago, but okay. I learned a big lesson that night. I learned a really big lesson that night, which was Stay like, out of it. I'm not trying to live in those kinds of energies. And when people are in that energy, like you have no idea how far it can go. Yeah. You have no idea how far it can go, which is also kind of unfortunate because of something called the bystander effect. I don't know if you've heard of that. That, like, mm-hmm. the more people that are around, the less chance of anybody intervening and taking action. Well, that's why nobody you- wants to get involved. Yeah. That's a hard one. I was about to say, but that's why you call the police or some kind of authority that has, like, things that they, like, vet- bulletproof vests in case something happens. But I, as I was saying yeah. that, I'm like, well, I don't really trust the authorities like that entirely. So that's a hard one. It is a hard one, but... I that I don't know if that was the universe being like Paula like don't just don't I'll I'll jump on the podcast and and give messages and and hopefully help more of our community learn to not st- stand in that anger but yeah as I was watching the man at Chipotle go off on the woman I was just like Mm-mm-mm, Paula no 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 you know there's a part of me that so badly wants to go in there and be like sir <laughs> you are Sir, you are taking advantage that this woman can't stand up for herself. I can't be doing that. Or even last night at Bar Taco. Like, there's a part of me so badly that wants to be like, lady, you are taking advantage, you know? But who am I? You know, I'm at this point, I'm just like, let me just scroll through Instagram and disconnect from what's happening. That's why people who are in authoritative or, like, leadership spaces you like I'm sure if it happened in your job you would say something right it's in your space so I think it's the if you're like the owner of Bar Taco or if you are the owner of Chipotle or you are something like that it is on you to go in and defend as the leader of that entity defend those that you are leading defend the people that you are taking care of that are in your hands that their livelihood they're afraid to speak up maybe because their finances depend on you but as leaders, so if you're hearing this and you're a boss or, you know, whatever, CEO, even if we step into that position of leadership, and I think we're all leaders in some way or another, but really own that, really own that and look out for your people. Yeah, that's who really needs to be handling it. Because I don't think you're just going to sit think- back and scroll on Instagram. Like when I hear that, I'm like, that doesn't sound aligned to you if you see someone getting like really bullied. I think that you know not to do that at nighttime at probably 1 a.m. when people are under, you don't know what else they're under, you know? You know not to do that in that point. You know not to do it in in certain situations. But I think that if you were to see something that is, you know when you can and can't do it. I mean, honestly, lately I'm not all the way sure. I almost feel like... Unless it's, you're right. I mean, it's, it really ends up falling on the people that are running the businesses or the people that are in more authority in that moment to step in. I think there's a certain level of like protectiveness in me for people that are in positions of less power. And I've always just had an impulse to want to protect the vulnerability in others when I see it being taken advantage of, but also there's a line there, you know, and, and each person also has to learn to protect themselves. 
you know, and like if it's a kid, yeah, we report to authorities, but it's tricky. Once you get involved with energies of anger, you have no idea where that's going to go because people do get a little more primitive. This is a layered conversation for sure. Because I'm like, it, I have like four things so to say to what you just said, but I'm like, okay, this is just going to keep going and going. Yeah, it's so layered. I just think that that's why then the best that we can do sometimes is just come back to this space, come back to this conversation, come back to the work that we do and help people heal out of those energies, people that want to. And the more of us that are heal like working on our healing from those energies and 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 learning to transmute those energies and really honoring taking responsibility for those energies the more that that's going to ripple out and that's the best chance that we have because i think that like just getting directly involved with people that are like in their rage and in in those moments it can become a it can become a dangerous game i'm just at this point kind of maybe focusing on staying in my lane and being a healer yeah, and advocating wherever I can. Yeah. And then hopefully it ripples out, but there's a certain level of surrendering that has to take, go on in this process too, because you realize like you can't save everybody. It is a layered conversation. And with that, we have a few more minutes left. So I want to share my, this weekend's experience. (laughs) I had a friend ask me when we were in Costa Rica, she was like, what celebrities do you see in LA? I'm like, I don't really, I mean, I see like Zoe Kravitz's exes and things like that, but not anyone that you would like really know, you know? Uh And, and I'm sitting there now, of course I told her, I'm like, after you ask me this now, they're going to pop up. And I'm sitting at uh, breakfast this weekend and this lady comments on the pants of my friend. She goes, those are super cool pants. And he was like, oh, thanks. And they just start talking about his pants. And I'm looking down like at the menu trying to figure out, you know, whatever. And or on my phone or something. And but I keep hearing her voice. And I'm like, that I know that voice. Like, why do I know this voice? And I look up at her and I'm like, I don't know her actual name, but she's the lead character on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce on Netflix that I have literally watched the entire season five times, so I know her voice. And all I could say to her, I look up at her and I go, oh my God, I love you. And she goes, oh, I love you too. And I go, "Uh uh-uh, I love you. And she goes, I love you too. And I just go, I love you. And then I started realizing no what was happening. And I was like, oh my God, I, <laughs> I, I am one of those people. I have gone brain dead because I have like, I don't know what else to say to her because that's all I feel for her is just massive love. And then I was like, okay. And then I, and then as I'm saying this to her, I'm like, oh my God, wait, is that actually her? So I go, wait, are you from girlfriend's guide to divorce? <laughs> And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. And I felt, and then at that moment, then I'm like, oh man, I feel bad because she probably like, that's the most famous thing that she may have been on. And I like may have just like typecast. I just go into the story in my head. And, and it's funny because after I have that thought then I hear her, she was having breakfast with her parents and she said to her parents, she was like, it's funny how everyone recognizes from that show. (laughs) She said that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't even know her real name. I knew her as Abby from girlfriend's guide to divorce. I'm like, shit. Well, I still love you. And then, 
And then we just, whatever, go back to having breakfast. And then the next day I'm driving by a cafe right next to my house and I see this and I'm, I'm stopped right in front of this table. I'm just looking at this beautiful Husky, like, oh my God, designer dog, Husky. And then I look up and see his owner. I'm like, he has a very attractive owner. <laughs> He's a very attractive owner. <laughs> and then this woman comes up behind him and I'm like, okay, that must be his girlfriend. And then I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, that is Angelina Jolie. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it was her no. son, Pax. He looked like a grown dude. Like this, he looked tall and like grown. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's, if there were ever a celebrity that I wanted to see, it would probably be Angelina Jolie. I think she is no like the sexiest human on earth. I don't understand if she's a real person. Well, same. And I'm like just sitting there trying to take her in. And it's funny because I'm like, well, like you're like trying to take it in and you're like, well, there's only so much I can take in. That's just Angelina Jolie. What are you going to do about it? You know, <laughs> like she's beautiful and she was just dressed in all black and had sunglasses on and had, or I don't know if she had sunglasses on. She didn't. She was dressed in all black and just had her hair back and it just was her. And there's nothing I could do with that. She just sat down to have breakfast again with her son. <laughs> and I'm like, well, nice to see you. <laughs> Here I go. We're, were you just driving by or did you stop by the cafe? Driving, but I st because of how traffic was, I was right in front of their table. Wow. Because their table was on the sidewalk. That's so yeah. crazy. But it's like so it's underwhelming be because you're like, you're like, it's, it's, I've seen all her movies. I've like dressed up as Tomb Raider for Halloween, you know, all this stuff. If there's ever a celebrity I want to see. And then I'm just staring at her and I'm like, I don't know what else to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're like, well, I guess I've seen her. I've seen her, right. Now let me go home. Move there on with my day. There she is. There she is. Yeah, that's wild. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Angelina Jolie is she's a big a, one. A living legend for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And she's so elegant and just grown up now because how I remember her, like when I think of her, I think of like, like tight belly shirt and like, you know, fucking a necklace of the blood vial and her tattoos and just like that steamy, sexy, wild Angelina Jolie. But that is not her. Like she was like, like a mom, like very just conservative, very, and not to say moms are not, you know wild and sexy and sexy <laughs> but she was just like not the old of angelina jolie that i was like that, that's where my mind goes yeah that's so cool yeah i can't believe you saw angelina jolie right my friend was like now i want to call in courtney kardashian for you i'm like all right let's do it i just hope i don't have to speak with these people because all i can tell them is i love them <laughs> I don't know what else. It's creepy to me. What else am I going to say? I'm like, I want to also leave them alone and be one less person. That's like, hi, you know, I'm like, let Dude, me live your gotta private be such, life. It's got to be such a crazy experience to be to famous and have people respond to you in that way. Yeah. Can't, can't even begin to imagine. I cannot even begin to imagine.
We've had a few people come up to us and be like, we recognize your voice from Pretty Mental and you and we almost fainted. I know. <laughs> we it's almost such, fainted. I'm like, so I cannot cool. even, I can't, it's so cool. I'm like, I cannot even imagine it being on like a grand scale. They probably end up no, you know, becomes regular to them. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Crazy LA stories. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We love you so much. And oh, we shouted out in the on Instagram how we were going to have Sandra, who administered my combo, speak with us on our podcast. And surprise, surprise, her Costa Rican Wi-Fi went out, so that wasn't able to happen. It's still hopefully in the in the cards for us. I don't know when or how because it's just so unpredictable down there. But that's why we couldn't have her on. That's um, so. That's yeah. That wi that Costa Rican Wi Fi has been a, a regular theme on this podcast <laughs> for for a while now. Truly, yeah. But but okay, you guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in with us. Los queremos mucho. Los queremos mucho. We hope you guys are holding out okay during holiday season, and just repping for this community and adding more emotional regulation and light to the world so that we can really continue to ripple out the effects of this healing work that we're all doing. So we love you. Thank you for being on this journey with us. And remember that all parts of you are welcome here. Bye. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>